Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Well, the problem is really there for the Buffalo Bills if Josh Allen is going to miss a couple of games or is going to miss any significant time. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Here is Sean McDermott earlier today with the very latest on Josh Allen and the UCL injury that he suffered in his right arm. What I've got on Josh is uh, he's day-to-day, and the next question will be, is he going to play? And the answer is, we'll see. Um, so based on the medical report that, that we have, uh, Josh is day-to-day. I don't expect him to play. Yeah, based on what Sean McDermott just said, that whole day-to-day nonsense, nah, it doesn't sound like it. Like, if you if he answered that question with, we're going to get him out to practice, see how he moves around, how he feels, and we're going to judge it from there, I could maybe buy into him being on the field against the Vikings this Sunday. But that day-to-day nonsense, that just tells me that he doesn't want to tip his hand to the Minnesota Vikings, that Case Keenum could be the starter on Sunday. What really would concern me here moving forward is not when Allen gets back. It's what is the status of Allen when he does return. Yeah, because we're, we're basically saying that the Bills are going to be a playoff team, right? Yeah. We don't know if they're going to win their division. That's that's going to be closely contested with the Jets and the Dolphins. But we do think they're going to be a playoff team, even if Josh Allen has to miss some time, because you're talking about this team having to play 500 ball the rest of the way to have a double-digit win season. I, I, but I, I have to give you credit, because you're the first one that I heard bring this up, and uh, it's it, it really has had me thinking over the last 24 hours about it, and I think it's going to become more of a discussion. Dan Graziano brought it up earlier today, too, that how Allen is physically when he gets back could not just alter their fortunes, but really the biggest thing that's going to get affected by it, how are they calling the plays and how are they calling the offense? Yeah, It's one thing to have him back on the field, but if you don't have full Josh Allen the way the Bills are presently constructed, that's a problem because if you can't ask him to go out there and run the football the way that he does and play the way that he does, and all of a sudden you're changing your play calling based on that, they can't run the ball, period. They they haven't been able to. You've been on that from the get-go. And with that being the case, then you are talking about a drastically different Bills team. He's a playmaker. We all know that. But a big reason why the Bills are as successful as they are is because it's incredibly difficult to stop him in the run game. Yeah, and here's the thing. The design QB runs in short-yarded situations and in the red zone is what allows the Bills to have sustained drives that more often than not end up in points. And I think that's big, Carlin, from the standpoint of the Buffalo Bills being able to play the game on their terms. And what I mean by that is getting up on the scoreboard big early in games and forcing opposing offenses to be one-dimensional. Because what would you say the strength of that Buffalo Bills defense is? Their run defense or their pass defense? Their pass defense. Exactly. So you eliminate the threat of the run game if you got a double-digit lead late in the second half, don't you? And I think that's what the Bills have been relying on, kind of like what we saw with the Indianapolis Colts once upon a time with Peyton Manning Mm -hmm. and how they had Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis, those undersized defensive linemen that can get after the quarterback. But if you could get up on the Colts, if you could get up on the Colts and dictate the terms and run the ball, that defense had a hard time getting off the field. I see some of those same traits in the Buffalo Bills defense, which is why I'm concerned about Josh Allen's health. Because if you can't have sustained drives that end up in points, 
and get up on teams early, I'm afraid that the Buffalo Bills are going to struggle. And their struggles are not just going to be on the offensive side. They're going to be on the defensive side, too. Here's Dominic Foxworth from this morning, uh, ESPN NFL analyst, on how exactly this affects the Bills and exactly what to expect if it is Case Keenum, who has who's going to get called upon to play. Knowing that they have Case Keenum backing him up. Like, Case Keenum isn't going to be a Pro Bowl-level talent, but it's not a complete drop-off. It's not a, yeah. all right, you're you're definitely going to lose, especially with the talent that they have and what we saw the Cowboys do early in the year with Cooper Rush. I think this team is talented enough to survive without Josh Allen because they need to have him healthy for the playoffs. But there's no guarantee that they get home field advantage. There's no guarantee that right. they even make the playoffs in a tough division and a loaded AFC right now. It's a bit scary. It's it's more than a bit scary when you consider that they could be on the road and not have him have him at a hundred percent. Yeah, if that's it, the Bills are toast. Yeah, it's an early exit from the playoffs, right? Yeah, if Josh Allen is not a hundred percent and they got to go the wild card route, it's going to be a problem. Carlin, I made the point on Get Up this morning. The last time a team went the wild card route and won the Super Bowl, and they didn't have Tom Brady under center, I was on the damn team. It was the 2011 New York Giants. That's over a decade ago. So it's not easy being a wild card team and having to go on the road for three straight playoff games and then the Super Bowl. That's hard to get done. And why I say the Super Bowl is because that's the expectations that everybody had for the Bills coming into this year. They Mm -hmm. were the odds-on favorite to win it all. So it's hard not to view this team through that lens. And so with that being said, I wouldn't have a problem with the Bills sitting Josh Allen out if it meant Josh Allen being completely healthy, well, but that's what I want to know. Completely healthy, a hundred percent. When we get to the month of December, going into the playoffs, this is what I want to know. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. When is rest it for this injury? I don't know if it's the exact same injury, but he had a UCL issue his rookie year. He's obviously not the. He obviously was not the player that he is now. Uh, back in his rookie year, but is it simply rest that will get him back to being? 100% or at least very close. Yeah, we got to differentiate, right? Is the rest that they're potentially giving him just going to help with pain management or is the rest actually going to heal the injury? Because those are two different things. And most of the time when you have injuries in the season, you're just trying to manage it to get to the offseason where you can address it with surgery or you can have a prolonged period of inactivity. We don't know what that situation is with Josh Allen, but I will say this. The longer it took them to give us the update on his status is what gives me a lot of concern about what version of Josh Allen we're going to see when we do, in fact, see him <laughs> in the second half of this season. Well, if you are cu- are truly curious as to whether or not he's going to play this week, this is one of those instances where I would trust the instincts of Vegas because <laughs> they went from nine-and-a-half-point favorites over the Vikings to three-and-a-half-point favorites. A touchdown. Can I be the DJ in our group and say, how about those people that got the Vikings at plus nine and a half? <laughs> Man, they are dancing like Kirk Cousins with the chains on and the shirt off. If you got the Vikings at plus nine and a half in this game on Sunday, Man, you are the real MVP. Yeah, I, and I have to tell you, you getting them at a... If you're getting them at a plus three and a half right now, I don't hate it either. 
with Case Keenum, and I, I don't hate well, it. Well, here's the thing about Keenum. He's a capable backup, but the last time we saw Keenum play good ball was, what, five years ago in 2017? Look, and, and they got where and they, they got. B- because, because they had a good defense and a good running game. And let's not forget the miracle. Oh, a miracle, yeah. a miracle in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota miracle. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing, though. Case Keenum, when he has balance on the offensive side of the ball, can be really, really good. Mm-hmm. They don't have balance in Buffalo. Well, they can't run the ball. They can't run the ball. Their two running backs have a combined 22 first downs off of rush attempts, Carlin. Josh Allen by himself, 31 first down rush attempts. 31 I'm, first. That's insane. I'm, he's, I'm, he, he's got 10 more first down rushing attempts than the two other leading rushers combined. I'm blown away by the fact that James Cook hasn't been a bigger issue, but or been a bigger part of their offense, but early had a couple of fumbles. I don't know what it is, but they were expecting their, their a lot more from him. Their offensive line is not great when it comes to no. the run game either. No, I'll mean, tell you, Roger Saffold looked yeah, a little bit on the older side. Yeah, well, listen, Bill Parcells said it best. All running backs run the same when there's no hold, and that's not very well. <laughs> I can honestly tell you, yeah, I mean, it, having seen guys that go into the league and become really good when they when they can get some real offensive linemen blocking for him. It makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. I hope you were paying attention there because that was incredible analysis. I just yeah, it was you. great. Oh, it was phenomenal. Top-notch. Which phenomenal. team, currently not in the playoffs, is going to be there in the end? It's an interesting question. We're midway through the season. Top seven teams in each conference, as we know, are in the playoffs. So who on the outside looking in? is going to be on the inside when all is said and done. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? What means something is if you're in the playoffs at the end of the year. That is correct. I feel like you're looking with an eye toward the Los Angeles Chargers when you make that statement. I tried. <laughs> I tried. I, 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 I want to keep them where they are, but wow. I can't expect it. Okay. So if you look at the, let's just run them down real quick. I'll give them to you. The AFC top seven and the top seven in the NFC. AFC, Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, 
Titans, Jets, Dolphins, Chargers. That's according to record and division titles and all that as of today. Yes. Okay? NFC, Eagles, Vikings, Seahawks, Bucks, Cowboys, Giants, 49ers. Mm -hmm. So those are your two playoff brackets, okay? As of right now, that's what the playoffs would look like. But we all know that we have a second half of the year to play, and we all know that there will be one or two teams on the outside looking in right now who will be there. So, Chris Canty, I ask you this question. Who, on the outside of the top seven in the NFC, is going to make the playoffs? Oh, the Atlanta Falcons would be the team I would have to go with, but I'm not saying that with my chest calling. The only reason I'm saying that is because I think they have the shortest distance to climb in order to get back in the playoff race. They're right behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Matter of fact, they got the same record. The only thing is they don't have the head-to-head tiebreaker. Remember, the Bucs had that late-game comeback against the Falcons. A part of that was the Grady Jarrett roughing the passer call. That was Fugazi. But that allowed the Bucs to have second life to get back in it and have the go-ahead score. So I would say the Atlanta Falcons, um, because they do have an opportunity to control their own destiny and they do play the Bucs again, but uh, I'm not saying that with my chest puffed out. And when you look at the rest of the NFC playoff field, I have a lot of confidence in the 49ers now that they have Christian McCaffrey and what that offense can become. The Giants and the Cowboys only got to play 500 ball the rest of the way to be double-digit mm. win teams. They're going to be in the playoffs. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings are a lock to win their division. They're going to have it wrapped up. Uh, by Thanksgiving, and then the Seattle Seahawks, they're probably going to win the NFC West. So, yeah, Carlin, I'm sitting here looking at it. The Atlanta Falcons are the only team that has a chance on the outside of the playoffs right now to get back in it. So, if that's the case, you would have the Buccaneers not making the playoffs. Then. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That, that I mean, it, listen, I get it. And here's where I tried to make the case. I agree with you. It's the Falcons. Yeah. Um, but I don't say it with my chest either. Where I really tried to make the case is with the Rams. And earlier today, (laughs) I tried. I tried. I can't. I can't. And earlier today, in case you missed the news, Matthew Stafford is in concussion protocol. They may have to go with John John Wofford this week. And, you know, Canty, and just talking to people, I really get the sense that, like, as much as they've – first of all, the the offensive line's just – even with Brian Allen back, it's a mess. They're they're going to get a couple of guys back here, mm-hmm. and that's what was making me think, all right, maybe they could piece it together. I don't think this offense is working particularly smoothly right now. And I think what you're seeing from talking to people is you really get the sense of how good of a team McVay and Kevin O'Connell were working together in smoothing that offense out. Not yep. saying that O'Connell, obviously McVeigh's an offensive genius. Yeah. But there are times, and you can speak to this more than me, when you lose a guy like that and it completely changes the dynamic of the coaching situation. Oh, no question about it. I mean, when you don't have one of your main coordinators on staff, it affects the workload that the head coach has. Now he can't pay attention to the other side of the ball and what's going on, and it takes away from his overall game management where he has to be the guy that's calling the plays. So, yeah, I think Kevin O'Connell not being there to do the breakdowns week to week to look at the upcoming opponents and to be on the cutting edge of some of the things that they can do with their systems affects Sean McVay's overall performance when it comes to being one of the innovative minds in football. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i with you a 1,000%, but coming into this year, 
I thought the Rams could have some trouble, Carlin, because of their organizational philosophy with F them picks. Yeah. No, F, listen. F them picks hasn't left them with a lot of young depth that they can develop into guys that are steady contributors on this team. And right now, that's what they're missing. They still got impact players on that team. They got Bobby Wagner. They got Aaron Donald. They got uh, Jalen Ramsey. They got games. They got some guys that can make plays and fly around. But when it comes to filling in the gaps when you're missing a guy like Vaughn Miller, when it comes to filling in the gaps when you're missing, you know, some of those interior players that they lost, a Sebastian Joseph Day, that's going to hurt you. Yeah. And I think that's what we're starting to see right now when it comes to being able to offset the loss of Whitworth on your offensive line. When you don't have draft capital to bring in young, talented guys and bring and develop them, that's going to be a problem, and that's what they're suffering for. Now, listen, it's mission accomplished. They've been mortgaging their future for a while now to win a championship. They got the championship. But now this is the other side of it. It feels like the Los Angeles Rams are going through the exact same thing as the Los Angeles Lakers are. They mortgaged everything. They bought over the missing piece in Anthony Davis. That was Matt Stafford for the Rams. And they won a championship. And now they don't have any resources to upgrade the team and to make it better around Matt Stafford in order to get back to that level. So that's why I think the Rams are going to be on the outside looking in. I felt that way even before we came into this season. I have seen no evidence to move me off of that position. Well, understandably so with with how things have gone. I will pay attention to uh, when they get Shelton back and when they get uh, David Edwards back here, which should might be this week Yeah, uh, on the offensive line. David Edwards, the left guard? Yeah. Did you see him against the Dallas Cowboys? Turnstile. I I know. I'm I mean, just saying like, it's it's like it's like the sea train. Chris, it wasn't good to begin with. I know that, style. but it's is awful. it is it going to be any over? Is it going to be any better? That's all da- I want to da- know. David Edwards was the guy that the Cowboys D linemen were fighting to line up over so they can get their stats up. <laughs> He's what we call the fish on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, did you watch Bobby Evans play? Because it wasn't much better. <laughs> yeah, but that's the problem. I don't think there are any good answers on that offensive line. And it's hard to scheme around right. having a bad offensive line. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Quickly, let's shift over to the AFC. Yeah. Who is on the outside looking in right now who makes the playoffs? Well, this is easy, end? man. It's Cincinnati. That's the right answer, right? I, I mean, I don't have a lot of confidence that the Chargers are going to be able to get it done. I, I think Brandon Staley's out of there at the end of the year anyway. They are decimated by injuries. Keenan Allen had a setback. I get it. The Bengals are going to be without Jamar Chase for a while, but that didn't stop them from hanging 42 points on the Carolina Panthers, 35 in the first half. So, Carlin, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be there in the end. They don't have a murderer's role for a schedule in the second half of the year. So, I think they'll be there. Um, I think they'll find a way to get back into the postseason. Um Check that. The Cincinnati Bengals do have a brutal schedule in the second half of the year. Yeah. I'm sitting there looking at it. They got the Ravens, the Bills, the Titans, and the Chiefs. But I think Joe Burrow finds a way to get this team back on the right track. You got to remember, Joe Burrow didn't have any preseason. So I I look at them, I say I have a whole lot more faith in the Bengals getting in than the New England Patriots getting than the Patriots getting in or the Chargers getting in. Uh, But let's let's talk about the Patriots for a second. I can't. I'm with you. It's probably the Bengals. Yep. I can't rule out four teams from the AFC East making the playoffs the way things have gone this year. I can't rule it out. And and the Patriots, by the way, are five and four, but they're a plus thirty seven point differential. That's not bad. They have the highest def- defensive EPA of anybody in football. This the is the highest defensive EPA of anybody in football. This is what I'm saying. And it may not be pretty to look at. Which oh, it certainly not. is not. It's not. But 
I'm just, I'm not going to rule it out quite yet. Can I ask you a question? Are the Patriots going to beat the Jets? <laughs> Coming off the bye, we gotta, are they going to beat the Jets? <laughs> are they? I don't know. Are they, are, are they Can they be- beat them at home? Listen, it's, I think it's more than fair to say that the Patriots split with the Jets this season. So, yes, I will say they do. What do you mean? Patriots already beat All right, the Jets. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I got it confused. No, I think that the I think that at home they can absolutely beat the Jets. So they could win both games. Win both games Jets. this year. So yeah. they just keep that streak low. Are they going to beat the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota? No. Are they going to beat the Bills? No. Are they going to beat? The, assuming are, are, it's Josh are they, Allen. Are they, they going to beat the Bengals down the line? Maybe. With Jamar Chase back, doubtful. Are they going to beat the Miami Dolphins? Uh, at the end of the year in New England. Yeah. I that give game, them a pretty that, good chance. That game could mean a lot for Miami in terms it, of it having, could, having the division. But it could draft. also be freezing cold. Yeah. Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. No. Okay. So, I mean, I'm sitting there looking at five games that I could see as losses for New England in the second half. Of the okay. Year. And can they? Here's my question. Can New England get to 10? I think they can. I think it's possible. That's all. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You I are studying I don't it. see that. You don't see I it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, usually bold predictions – Get a little bit out there, and they get away from me, especially when you make them uh, at the beginning of the year. But somebody in this room made some bold predictions at the beginning of the year that are looking like they're coming to fruition. <laughs> that is up next after you, we tell you about, about to this. You're about to give me the kiss of death with my bold predictions, by the way. I'm not trying to. It's just a pleasant little happenstance along the side of it, uh, making that statement on my part. Hiring is personal, Chris, but you don't have to do it alone. Indeed's hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates from one place. The moment you post a sponsored job, you'll get instantly matched with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your your job description, and you'll only pay for applications that meet your job's must-have requirements. Flag those that don't, and they'll be replaced for free with another candidate on Indeed. Make the hiring process work for you. Log in. Get started today at Indeed.com slash credit. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Well, before the season, my partner made several bold predictions. Mm. Bold predictions. And just to be clear... 
Californians voting down sports betting yeah. was not one of my bold predictions. Boy, I'm shocked. By that. <laughs> what? I, just, I mean, listen. I just, just heard that in the update. That, I, I, that, that is I, news I, to me. I why, did not see that one coming. If, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a political guy at all. But Neither for a state are. that I always hear is, you know, desperate for money, Yeah, I, I don't understand why you would turn that down. Yeah. With the whatever the money is that flows into the state after that, because I think these other states are doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Anyway, the state of New Jersey's okay. You made <laughs> certainly. I've made my contributions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the beginning of the year, you made five bold predictions. That's right. Let's run down what those five bold predictions are, because it's pretty impressive. Uh, where we currently find ourselves with this. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and add a little production to this. Number five. The Eagles will win the NFC East. Yes. I'm going to just run them straight down. Run them down. Okay. All right. Number four. Malik Willis will start for the Titans. Okay. Which has already happened. Yes. But it does he become the full-time starter when Tannehill's healthy? We'll see, but it's happened already. Number three. This will be Brandon Staley's last season as Chargers head coach. That's right. Yeah. Number two. The Rams will miss the playoffs. Number one. The 49ers will make the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which of these bold predictions you made at the beginning of the year are you most confident in right now? Other than the one that's already happened. That the Eagles have won the NFC East? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Malik Willis starting no, games. No, no, I'm I'm talking about Malik Willis starting from the other day. But yeah. as far as like, you know, you could argue that the Eagles pretty much have won the NFC East already. Well, they but got, they got some. They got a lot of NFC East games down the stretch. So we'll see. What see, I thought you them. meant that Malik Willis will start for the rest of the year at some point. Um, yeah, I thought he would be the full time starter at the end of the season. Yes, um, but I said he will start games. Because I thought there would be oh, some, un, some uneven play by Ryan Tannehill. Now, it just mm-hmm. turns out that he's starting because he's hurt. But I do think there are there's going to be some opportunities for the Titans to see the dominant traits of Malik Willis. I still stand by them looking at Malik Willis as the better long-term option at the end of this season other than at quarterback. I mm-hmm. still see that as happening. But the one that I'm probably most confident in right now is the Rams missing the playoffs. I would say that's pretty fair. Yeah, uh, because I, I, the Rams are going to miss the playoffs. As I said, I just tried to build the case before, and I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it at all. Currently, yeah. uh, where they sit right now, yeah. I, I don't know how we could possibly think that at what are they three and five, three and five right now? Three and they're five not, right now. They're not making the playoffs. No, they're not making the playoffs. From. No. Which of them are you least confident in? Forty nine is went uh, getting to the Super Bowl. And that's fair. I mean, I mean, listen, it can happen. I think it could happen. Listen, the 49ers are not out of it for their division either, Carlin. Right. They're not out of it. I mean, they still have a date with the Seahawks. Now, granted, that's in Seattle. But the 49ers are not out of it. And their remaining schedule ain't exactly murderer's row. They got the Chargers coming out of the bye week in week 10. Uh, they got the Arizona Cardinals. They got the Saints. Miami Dolphins is a tough opponent, but they got them at home. They've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. I mentioned Seattle. They've got the Commanders at home. They're on the road against Vegas and then another date with the Cardinals. Now, far be it from me to throw a little cold water on all of your bold predictions here. Yeah. But in the in the interest of honesty, your 49ers making the Super Bowl prediction was largely based on Trey Lance having a big season. Sure. 
uh, did not work out. No, it didn't work out. But why did I say Trey Lance was going to have a big season? I because the 49ers the, offense. I trusted the head coach and the pieces that are on that 49ers team. Not just the offense, but what their defense is, Carlin. Mm-hmm. The defense is damn good, and their defense hadn't been healthy all year. They have the number one defense in the NFL, and they haven't been healthy all year, Carlin. Mm-hmm. All year. Mm-hmm. You're talking, I mean, you don't Eric, have to get Eric, defensive. Eric, Eric Armstead is still out. Dre Greenlaw is still out. I mean, Debo Samuel's still out. Don't get uh, so, so, I mean, uh, you know. Like, th- this is this is a team that's going to be getting healthier at the end of the year. And I think as they get all of those guys back and then they integrate Christian McCaffrey into the offense a little bit more with Jimmy Garoppolo as the point guard, yeah, I think this is a team that can still challenge the Seahawks for the division crown. Okay. And, they can, and listen, we saw last year they have no problem going the wild card route to get to the championship rounds. Because they, they, they should have been in the Super Bowl last year, if we're being honest, right? Yes. They're a Jaworski tart an interception, dropped interception away from going to the Super Bowl last year I'd listen, as a wild card. I, they went to Dallas, beat them, went to Green Bay, took care of them, and they almost took care of the Rams again. So, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a little defensive there. A little defensive. Yeah. Uh, just all I want to do is make sure that everybody's fully, fully informed fully, fully on aware. the situation. Yeah. yeah. That's which, all. Which one do you have the most confidence in? Uh, the Eagles winning the NFC East. Which one do you have the least confidence in? Uh, that uh, the 49ers will make the Super Bowl. Uh, okay. But I'm still pretty confident in it. I still think there's a good chance that it's going to happen. What about Brandon Staley? Because right now they're a playoff team. Um, No. I don't. No. <laughs> no. Come, Chris, you know, let's be you fair about this. You didn't this. even hesitate, Do though. we think for a you second. You didn't hesitate, though, do we, Carlin. I know. Do we think for a second that Brandon Staley's not going to screw this up? At no, some point, no. there's going to be a loss that's going to be on him, and it's going to be costly. Well, the only way that Brandon Staley keeps his job, so we're clear, is if he does get in the playoffs. If he doesn't get in the playoffs, the head coach of the Chargers next year will be Sean Payton. Have you seen how much time Sean Payton is spending out in L.A. <laughs> doing all the shows? I mean, he's got a <laughs> weekly spot where he's on Colin Coward's show for an hour. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he's loving it out in Southern California. He is chewing clock in the sun. Yeah, I'm telling you. All that juicy fruit. Think about that, man. Now, uh, and, and having the chance to have Justin Herbert and the talent on that team? Are you kidding me? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. There are two Hall of Famers. Canty thinks, done winning titles. It's the game that's sweeping uh, the nation, I guess. Yes, it is. Yes, Next. it is. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for pound. The biggest show on ESPN Radio. I love this game. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I think we all feel that way. The name of this game is Kenny or Canty. Yes. The name of the show is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's not waste any more time. The question is simple. Kenny or Canty? But only one man can answer. And that man is Christopher Arthur Lewis Canty. Let's go. Let's go. The game show that's sweeping the nation. Earlier today, Jacques Vaughn announced as the Nets' permanent head coach. Can Jacques Vaughn lead the Nets to the playoffs this year, Kenny or Canty? He can't. The Nets are an unmitigated disaster, and they're trying to navigate around the landmines of Kyrie Irving and what he's doing, not to mention Kevin Durant potentially wanting out sooner rather than later. Now, I get it. They've won two of their last three games, and Jacques Vaughn feels like he's a steadying force in the franchise. The problem is, Carl, you got too many people that are inside the building that are trying to burn the whole house down, so no. 
they can't get to the playoffs, even with Jock Vaughn as their head coach. Can LeBron Hell James no. lead the Lakers to another championship, Kenny or Canty? No, he can't, Carlin. And everybody wants to talk about, well, this offseason they'll have more cap space because Russ's salary will be off the books. Stop it. Stop it. It's not going to be enough. You know why? Because you still got Anthony Davis there. You know what Charles Barkley calls Anthony Davis? He calls him street clothes because he doesn't play. He's always in street clothes on the sideline. And just watching AD, you know it's a matter of time before he has another injury that's going to keep him out for a significant portion of the season. Carlin LeBron James is in his late 30s. They're asking this man to do everything on this team. That's not sustainable. We've seen that. So I think based on where the Lakers are at and their lack of having draft picks and resources, LeBron James is done winning championships in L.A. Can Case Keenum beat the Vikings if he starts for the Bills on Sunday? Can he or can't he? He can't. He can't. And, and, I, and I respect Case Keenum, but this is an offense that's QB-centric. They rely on their quarterback not only to be the head of the snake in the passing game, but also be a focal point in the run game. That is not Case Keenum. And if you have an offense that's going to be limited – that's also going to affect how your defense plays. And the Minnesota Vikings can score points. Not only can they light it up by throwing the football, but they can actually run. And what's been the Achilles heel for the Buffalo Bills since their bye week? Stopping the run game. Carlin, they've given up, wait for it, 380 yards rushing the last two weeks. It's not great, Bob. No, it's not. Not great. Can Tyreek Hill win an MVP this year? Can he or can't he? He can't. He can't. The MVP is going to be the quarterback that used to throw him passes. That would be one Patrick Mahomes. He leads the league in yards and touchdown passes. I think if he continues to be steady and his team ends up being the number one seed in the AFC, which they have been the last, what, four years running, then, yeah, I think it's a situation where we're talking about Patrick Mahomes once again, holding up an MVP trophy. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, is on pace right now to break the all-time single-season yardage record. Yeah. yeah. Finally. That part. Can Aaron Rodgers win another title in his career? Can he or can't he? He can't. He can't. Boy, he nobody can't, can do Ronald. anything this week. No, he can't. It's not going to happen for Rodgers. And here's the thing, Carlin. I don't know how long Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Green Bay Packer. I know that they gave him the contract extension this year, but you don't pay a quarterback $50 million to not make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a situation where Green Bay looks to find a way out of that contract this offseason because I don't think they're going to be able to get right with Rodgers in the building. There's clearly friction between him and Matt LaFleur, and at some point that's going to spill over to you know some issues with the front office staying by their head coach as opposed to siding with the quarterback. Uh, two questions here. Number one, do you hear the music in the background? Is this like crystal ball-like music? Is that what we're... No, this is actually Rick Ross Stay Scheming, and it just so happens to be the theme music for the Super Bowl forty-six run with the New York Giants. This is what Ah. we played in the locker room after every game. See, this is why I can't hang out with you or Key and feel... It's not possible for me to feel less cool. Well, you should know Rick Ross, though. I do know Rick Rick Ross. I I feel like you should be familiar with his work. I'm a huge purple Lamborghini guy. Yeah. Huge. I mean, I feel like you should put on the chains and stuff and go Rick Ross with it, man. Maybe. Put on the chains, let the beard grow out a little bit, put on some shades. I could definitely see uh, the albino Rick Ross, Chris Carlin. I I see it. I see it. Secondly, have you noticed with Ryan Matlack's choice of uh, drops here and there when he throws them in, a little loose on that, is he not? No, I like the drops. I like the drops, too. Yeah. But I, I, the creative process, 
I don't, I don't understand why you're trying to put put handcuffs on Ryan Matt. I'm not trying to put handcuffs on him. Just let him do what he I, does. I'm trying to get into his head a little bit more. Why are you trying to more? do everybody else's job? Why are you because creatively your, he and Aaron Rodgers? Don't try to do everybody else's job. I'm Just not do trying your to do job. everybody else's Aaron job. Aaron Rodgers want to be the GM, the head coach. Every he wants to be the receiver. Just do your job and drive the show, Carlin. Let Ryan Matlack do his job. Let Evan Wilner do their job. His job. Here's the problem. We get better coverage that way. I, Matlack, I feel like at times we have some creative differences on your drop use. Yeah. And maybe yeah. shouldn't we cut the music though, the bed underneath? Because Canny or Canty was over about a minute and a half. You just ago. told me to trust this guy's instincts. No, I'm just saying. I mean, well, that's before you attacked him on national radio. Not it's not attacking. You it's did attack asking him. a question. Well, you questioned I, I'm it trying to let thereby people, attacking him. I just want to let people behind the curtain to the creative process of the show. Yeah, by calling him out by name, though, it feels like it's very passive-aggressive. No. By question, by framing it I as a question. I will not be passive. I no, will that, be aggressive. No, but that's what Aaron Rodgers does. Maybe we need to think about some playing time for some guys. Yeah. Maybe we need to think about some different schemes. Isn't that how he undermines Matt LaFleur? You're doing the same thing to Ryan Matlack, and I don't think it's fair, and I'm not going to stand for it as a good teammate. I don't know. I think we're a little use, a little loose with the use of the horn. I think we're a little loose with that you're, use. You're, that's you. You feel, you feel that way. I don't feel that way. You don't feel that way? No. No. And I don't like the slander. It's not slander. I don't like the Ryan Matlack slander, and I'm not here for it. I want people to be part of the process. You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for pound. The biggest show on ESPN Radio.